Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. On November the 22nd, 2015, from Coolidge, Arizona, welcome aboard, everyone. We're in the book of Acts, chapter 3, moving right along today. And we want to go back and review one verse in verse 22. And um, Moses truly said unto the fathers, A prophet shall the Lord your God raise up unto you of your brethren. Who's the prophet? Everybody agree? Truth is always by consensus of the popular opinion, right? Yeah. All right. So, a prophet shall the Lord your God Oh. So, we're talking now about a prophet as opposed to God. This is what God is going to raise up the prophet who is whom? You can read that 20 times and never get it right, but that's what it says. You're right. So, he's going to raise up a prophet and this prophet is going to come out of what? Your brethren. Your brethren. He's going to be, you know, in the article I have on the website um, uh, about Jesus. What's the name of that little article? Anyway, he, he came out. And if he is something other than you and me, he has no value to us has no meaning to us. And your friends at the restaurant, you know, with all their Jesus is God stuff, you know, that's dead wrong. You know, that's just, you couldn't be further from the truth of the scripture than has, hold on, you might as well be a Muslim. You know, or, or, or any other evil thing, because if Jesus is something other than us, he is nothing to us at all. People have a hard time with that. Yeah. If you want to be there. Uh, let's, let's go over. Last week, Nolan brought up a question. And this is a rabbit trail. This is to appease. Oh, you are. Look at chapter 4. And by the way, we're not going to cover a bunch of them. <clears throat> because that's, that's all in the website. <clears throat> Hebrews chapter 4. Let's begin with verse 14. 
Therefore, since we have a great high priest who is referring to whom? You guys are so clever. And he's passed through the heavens. Who could that possibly be? Well, he tells us, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our profession, for we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses. That's not the kind of a high priest Jesus was. But that's the kind of high priest everybody has made him out to be. And is there any function higher than the function of the high priest? No. So if Jesus had to be man to be a high priest as the highest function to correlate the issues between God and man, what else is there to ask? And that's just the beginning of it. So be careful what you hear. We do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, one who has been tempted in a few things, at least in all things, it says, as we are yet without sin. So because Jesus was as one of us, then we can draw near with confidence. That's the confidence of the Christian, is who Jesus was. You see that? Okay, let's go back to chapter 2 and verse 14 of Hebrews. I hope that sinks in, you know, that we need to make notes. That's, that's the kind of stuff we need to know. That the confidence we have as a Christian is based upon who we believe Jesus was and not just upon what we believe, but who he was and that we believe what it was he was. But chapter 2, I just told you to go to chapter 4 last week, but... Um, here in uh, chapter uh, 2 and verse 14. Therefore, since the children... share in flesh and blood. He likewise. Well, now, who could that be? Who's the he likewise? Right. He likewise also partook of some of the same. Is that what your Bible reads? That's what your preacher says. I'm being nasty. But I like being nasty because I get tomatoes. That's, you know. So he himself likewise also partook of the same. Which is what? The same that the children partake of. That's what we just got through reading in Acts chapter 3. That Jesus' identity was with humanity. He came to be as one of us. And he was something other than one of us. He has no merit at all. How could he possibly be in 1 Peter 1.21, our example, 
if he's not like us? So it says he, this is verse 14 again, he himself likewise also took, took, uh, partook of the same, that through death he might render powerless him who had the power of death, that is the devil. Now that's a pretty high position. What does this accomplishment, how does this, and well, what's the effect of this upon you? Gives you the choice, but over gives you gives you life over death. Life over death. Now, if Jesus, as one of us, provides us with a power over death, over separation, and is the high priest, the highest of all positions created by God, why would he need to be something other than man if that's what it had to be in order for him to have power over death? He has, if you rob Jesus of his manhood, and connect him with God in any way. Talk about his origin. He came from the Father, but he came through man, the same as we all do, with a divine objective by God. But he was given the priesthood as one of us so that he could do us some good. He could relate to God about our need because as a man, he faced those same issues. So I don't think Jesus ever is facing that. You know, he may have not faced that issue because that's because you've got the wrong view of what sin is. A lot of people have the wrong view of sin. they got everything that goes wrong is sin. If you want to see sin, look at me. But... The sin of the Bible is is not this little dog barking. I don't like that either. But that's that may be a nuisance, but that's not sin. I have all kinds of problems, but that's not sin. Poor little kids, you know. Um, they scream and holler. Well, what's there? What's the problem there? They're seeking preservation of life. That's not sin. Spilling a cup of milk is not sin. It may be an annoyance, and it may at times be wasteful. But for a little child, it's an accident. That's not sin. Accidents are not sin. We want to get everything into sin so that everybody sins how we think they ought to. And that's dumb. Hey, David, I got a question. Yeah. Okay. Hey. I barely hear you. I'm sorry. I don't know if I can change that. I don't think I can. Um, anyway, if Jesus uh, was like us, then that means he was born under total depravity, and therefore he came into this world already a sinner, and then... Uh, there was absolutely no need for him to be tempted in all ways because that was to get him to sin, but he was already a sinner. That's an excellent point, and, and Mike, that really helps to answer Ted's earlier question this morning. How, how is man born? And he's, he's born not depraved as the Calvinist Baptist thinking is, but he, they're born 
uh, Ted used the word neutral, but capable of either good or evil, and that's how Jesus was born. Yeah, if he was born any other way, uh, there there goes our example. I, you know, I mean, he 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 is of no use to me because I cannot do that. That is totally out of my control. Mike, if you were here, I'd give you a diploma. <laughs> you guys must be windy down there. We're we're getting a lot of static from your end again. Don't get way off our edge. But <laughs> no, never. <laughs> I love but okay, we'll take a person that's born into a Muslim family, and they learn the Muslim religion. Okay, and they learn it the way that family is. Okay. Now, when they were born, they were neutral. But the family itself was involved in uh, what? Opposition to Christ. Okay. They really can't help themselves. At what point is it that they can? Or can they ever? Oh, absolutely. Look at the thousands of Muslims. In fact, the Bible prophesies that the, the descendants of Esau will come to Christ one by one when the church gets, gets this act straightened out. The reason we have Muslim is because the church is so wimpy and so down the tube today. And I'm not going to compromise on that. It's the church that's the mess, not the Muslims. They're a mess because of the church. I mean the church at large. See? That's my answer to your question, but it may not be satisfying. Now, let's, let's look at uh, going on now to verse 17. We, we, we were in two, weren't we? Let's go on to verse uh, 17 now. We were in 14 earlier. Now we're in 17. He, he, had, he had, oh, I don't understand what that means. He had to be. What does it mean he had to be? He just had to be. It was a requirement for what he came to do. Loves us. By the way, so did Christ. With a plan that required him to be made in a certain way. And now he's telling us what that is. You know, I haven't got a Bible in my library, and I have all kinds of them that tell you what this says, not one. I'm not kidding. Every book over there. So, Dave, we have a mistranslation there? Rather than it had to be? Well, that's got to be a mistranslation, because for this reason, he should have sort of be made like, his brothers. <laughs> yeah, Mike. Yeah. I'm surprised they didn't uh, manipulate the translation on this one. I know. I, but you make it right for them. <laughs> right for the world at large. Well, and by the way, that includes, you know, futurism. It may not be but futurism embraced by all of the religions of the world. 
Muslims are futurists. Roman Catholics are futurists. All levels and types of are Rosicrucianists futurists. You can't name a religion. Hinduism is futurist. Probably the least of all of them. And so if you're a if you're a futurist, of which all of Protestantism is, then you have made your identity with the masses of false religion. And all of those all of those religions all have some issue with Jesus the Christ, the Son of God. At some point, and this is the point of Protestantism that we're dealing today. This is Catholicism and, and Protestantism. So let me finish verse 17. Therefore, he had to be made. I don't think there's any question as to what that means. You know, if I can get it, anybody can get it. He had to be made like the people he came to. Can you get any simpler than that? He had to be made like his brethren. In, Mike, 13 things. That's there, isn't it? Well, you put in any number you want, but just don't use the all. You see what I'm talking about, folks? Are you there? Are you with me? He had to be made like his brethren in what? All things. Why? What good is that to know? It means that whether or not you are in your sins is dependent upon how you look at that verse. That'll, that'll, that'll grab your habit. Have you got see that? That he, why? Why must he be made? He had to be made. Had to be made. I'd like to say that a thousand times. Maybe I will. You still would not remember it. He had to be made like his brethren in all things. Now, why? What does it say? Just read it. No trick. So why? What does it say? Anybody read that? Yeah. So he had to be me. So if he wasn't like you and me in every respect, in all things, then what have we just lost him as? As a high priest. Every church I go to all deny Jesus, the high priest of God. Christian churches of Christ. Now you chew on that. I'm not mad at anybody. Well, I am too. I'm mad because you're getting mad. 
I like it when folks get mad. <laughs> you know, I've seen Ted mad. I don't want to be around him when he's mad. I had a full head of hair the first time I met him. But that was what, 50 years ago? Yeah. He was still in a he was still in a stroller <laughs> making his last three payments. <laughs> All right, that he might be folks, this is not me. This is what it says. That he might become a, perf- uh, a merciful and faithful high priest in things pertaining to God. Now, for what reason? To, to make the propitiation for the sins of the people. In our behalf, that's right. The, 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 the solution to the sin issue in debt. So, All right, that and that's it. That is his glory. And then he goes on to explain why, for since he himself was tempted in that he uh, in that which he has suffered, he is able to come to the aid of those who are tempted. You you change that view of Jesus Christ, and you remove him from being your benefactor. Folks, that's serious. And it's the message we need to get out. We don't want to turn hate toward people or, you know, but people don't know. And how do they know unless they be taught? Yeah, I really don't care what you think. Well, I do care. Up for a fight. You know, if if it's a matter of what you believe, we'll fight for that. Well... Those those are some things, Nolan. <clears throat> the week the class last week. So now let's go back to Acts chapter three. <clears throat> that that was a rabbit trail, Merwin. Yeah. We should throw in here the nature of God. The nature of God cannot cannot tolerate sin whatsoever. God cannot be in the presence of sin, or sin cannot be in the presence of God. Where did you get that idea? He's real hard, and he's on the right track, and so... I want you to accept it. That's what Christ's duty is. That's why he came. <clears throat> we could never even approach God in any respect whatsoever. What happens if you see him? Free will, because we make our own decisions. Without without Christ, we could tell God, you don't know what it's like to be yeah. me. Well, yeah. 
and we'd be right. And you don't know. You don't know. Do it on the phone. I don't know, but I, I do know that there's no there's no haven for those who reject Christ or God. There's no haven. There's no hiding place. If there were, then of what value are they? Because it was that's universalism. Now let's go to Isaiah ten. You force me. It's a rabbit trail. But to confirm what Ted said in that respect, in Isaiah 59, verse 1, there is so much, we cannot approach God and we don't understand that. Are all designed to try to approach God some other way than what? His way. Now, we may have some questions about the fine points of that way, but that's why we study to show ourselves approved to get the fine points worked out. But if we close our ears to them, there's no hope. Behold, Isaiah 55, 59, verse 1. Behold, the Lord's hand is warm and fuzzy toward all. You like that, don't you? <laughs> so, behold, the Lord's hand is not so short that it cannot say. Now, that's something we need to keep firmly planted in mind. It isn't what God can or can't do. It is not so short that it cannot save, nor is his ear so dull that it's like Traxler's, that it cannot hear. You got that part down, right? But then he's going to tell us something we don't like. And that is that what allows his hand to work and that allows his ears to hear is something you do or don't do. I'm adding this to what you about we're born capable of going the wrong way or the right way. We're capable. And God holds us responsible at some point in life to the opportunities we get of what we do with those opportunities. And that's discussed in Romans chapter 1. That principle is, is established that To those who don't know, God holds them responsible for what they do with what they do learn and their willingness to continue to learn. 
Now, I don't know how God does that, so we don't have to go there. I don't know whether anybody is saved or lost. That's not my decision. I don't tell people that. In a... You don't know. You don't know what's in the heart. But God always does the right thing. And isn't that the end result? Now, notice what it says. But, this is verse 2, chapter 59, book of Isaiah. But your iniquities, whose iniquities? Those who commit them. Yours, not mine. Your iniquity. Do you have any? But the last Sunday morning we, we read in that last little series, mini series on the the law. In the in the epistles, all the list of things that people can do wrong. And they got all of us. You know, we were we were all, and then he says, just in case I missed anything, and such like, you know. David, who is the prophet speaking to here, though? I'm just curious. In the, in the... He, well, he's speaking to Judah and 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 uh, Israel, Judah in particular. Yeah. But they're the ones who should have known. They should have known. But they got lazy in their hearing. And people do get lazy in their hearing. I don't know how to change that. I try to make people mad, sad, or glad. And that doesn't work either. But your iniquities, your waywardness, the word iniquity is even worse than the word wicked because that covers everything that's outside of what's right. That, that's a lot. Grandma said, you know, I asked her, you know, Grandma, what things are wrong? She was 92 when she was baptized. She said, Dave, nearly everything is wrong. <laughs> <laughs> nearly everything is wrong. Because they're, they were from the Geneva Conference, Methodist, Methodist background, uh, Wesleyan variety, and uh, the uh, you know very strict. We had a breakfast one time with Grandma, and, and uh, she had um, cereal box, cereal of some kind, and. Uh, we had our morning devotions. Never ate before we had a, a devotion. I mean, never. From youth up through high school. At home, you know, and at grandma's house. That's just something we did. And I follow that with my children. Every morning. I mean, every morning. Seven days a week before you went playing, before you went to school, before you had anything to eat. We always had time. 
And if we knew we were going to be crowded, what did we do? We got up earlier. So we always did what every day should start with. But anyway, this particular time we were we were there as a family visiting Grandma and my Aunt Lois, who was the nurse who delivered me. And you might want to curse her for that. They've been gone for years. And um, my dad was leading the devotions this, that morning. And he unconsciously set a box of cereal on top of the Bible. Things were never the same after. The whole universe exploded. But that was that was the regard we were brought up with for the Bible. You always had a devotion. You respected the Bible. And, of course, I realize that that's really carrying the issue too far. But that was all part of the Wesleyan Geneva Conference that spelled out everything you did or thought in life beyond what the Bible teaches. What? Yeah. Oh, no, yeah. Well, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I have no problem. Yeah. I was just saying what happens when people get submissive to the wrong system. And that has been a dominant system. Uh, you know, the, I went to school, um, graduate school, at um, Western Theological Seminary. And uh, they were Wesleyan. And I, that's where I did Greek and a few other dumb things. But I think here that, <clears throat> well, any place, it's an iniquity, is really sin. But, but I believe that sin is a, is a, it could be unconscious, could be conscious, but it's an inability to do the right thing. Or an, an unwillingness to do the right thing. Well, that's more of the word for iniquity. Um, but here, you know, he's going to use them. He's going to use them interchangeably here. He's going to use both words together. Notice what he says: your iniquities. Your waywardness. Have done what? What has forced? What have happens? What happens, and what forces it to happen? What happens? What happens is the separation. It is, and and the iniquity are the is the cause, and it primarily has to do with laziness. Huh? Yeah. The misuse of time. We have 18,400 seconds a day. 
right? Is that right? 18,400 snakes. If I remember right, that may not be right. What? You didn't? But everybody is given the same every day. When you, when you wake up the next 24 hours, everybody has the same 18,000, if that be correct, 18,400 seconds every 24-hour period. <clears throat> You're held accountable for every one of those seconds. Totally. What it does. That doesn't mean it's not sacred to rest, but see, that spirit, rest is spiritual. Why? Because it's divine. It came from God. God rested. And we look forward to when we can enter our rest with Him. <clears throat> 18,000 seconds. But when your iniquities, they separate. So the issue has been how do we draw man back to God? Then he goes on to say, we'll come back to that, and your sins have separated his face from you. That's the separation. That's why he doesn't hear. Don't tell people to pray, however you think that word, whatever you think that word means. Don't get people to praying when they're separated. What good does that do? If sins are in their life and they haven't dealt with the sin issue and had their sins covered. And what does it take now to get their sins covered so that it's worthwhile for them to pray? Hey, David. David. All right, they have. Oh, I hear somebody trying to get on. What is that? I'm sorry, I didn't hear the other person trying to talk there. Um, now, is he he's talking not to the individuals here. He's talking to the people, right, in this Isaiah passage? Talking to the in, he's talking to individuals, but because the your is corporate and the iniquities is plural, he's talking about the iniquities of each individual. It would be singular. Oh. So they say what was your point, Mike? Well, what I was wondering is if you were, we were doing this uh, wrong. Uh, so because of that, he is talking about because I can't pick up definitions here because uh, I guess it's Hebrew or something. So, so he is talking about the individual iniquities because the year being plural and iniquities being plural. It, okay, gotcha. That's right. And um, your. If look at the next phrase is real clear. Um, you had the Septuagint, Mike. It might help. But and your sins. Well, yours is plural too. But it's a corporate pronoun. It's your sins. But if it was corporate sin, it would be the sin. The word sin would be singular. Your sin, your plural. The word sin is singular. Then it would be talking about the corporate sin. But because both are plural, it is talking about individuals. Okay, thank you. That, okay, and the same thing is true with your iniquity. If it was the iniquity of the, fan, of the, of the people of Israel, then it would be your iniquity. <clears throat> That's just the rule of grammar. So it's not contestable. 
Don't argue with me. <laughs> so your sins have hidden his face from you so that he does not hear. So what do we need then if we have sinned and all have? What do we need then in order for us to get back to where he can hear? That's right. Somebody somebody to step in and close the separation. I like that phrase. <coughs> you see that? That's the function of the high priest. And so God says, or in through Paul in, in Hebrews chapter 2 and chapter 4 and chapter 7 and 8 and on down, he says that this one who came to close the separation had to be who? Just like his brethren. He had to be one who had been tempted but had remained in the will of God all the way through and through the temptation and the suffering of death. Believe anything else? They didn't. I mean, they, I, no, I mean, like, almost like, you know, hypothetically, how could the people believe anything else unless it was it came from among them? Yeah. Jupiter, telling you what to do. Who's going to buy that? There might be some. No, he came from amongst us. We're almost out of time. Um, this is the prophecy, then Acts talks about the what it fulfills. This is this is not this is not prophetic. This is a statement of what it what the condition is. This is a statement of condition. And it means everybody in this room is in that condition. Until you have what? A high priest. If you don't have go go up and down the street. Talk to the religious tell tell me mister you know you're going to church here. Tell me about your high priest. And force the issue. And what's going to happen? <laughs> well, I'm going to be, I'm going to have a big red note. <laughs> and it isn't because I turned Santa. People haven't got a clue. See, religion has been designed to keep people away from truth. And all that politics has come in is to come in to reinforce that pursuit of religion. Did you get that or not? I thought I'd get a tomato coming. Well, yeah. So these are great issues, and... Uh, they're they're coming out of our text here that if we don't take time to deal with them, we miss all of that. And so we're going to have to close. Let's pray. 
Father, our intent is to believe what is right, to make it real in our personal and individual lives, and remain true to it. In Christ's name, amen. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.